Hello and welcome to a long-awaited episode of A German and a Catholic Go to a Movie. Now there's been quite a few changes since our last episode and I'm sure you're all waiting with bated breath to hear what we've been up to. Things have changed because we're actually divorced. Well, sort of. Gregor took a job in Copenhagen and I'm still in the house. As he told me, it's a bit like Amsterdam without the prostitution. So I'm not sure whether a German would be happy with that or not. But anyway, I'm still here in Sydney, Australia. So Gregor, take it away. Yeah. Hi, hi, uh, Gerhard. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gregor. I'm I'm Dansk now. Yeah, of course, um, I couldn't live uh, separated from uh, Jared in Australia. So I had to move to the other end of the world to cope with the divorce. We're like J-Lo and Ben Affleck, really. <laughs> we'll probably end in a horrible divorce too, like them. But well, they got married. We're going to get together in 25 years again. <laughs> Don't you worry. By, by that time, I'll be 40. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, both been watching lots of movies and, you know, like lots of TV series and doing lots of Netflix because, you know, COVID's still hanging around here in Australia. Is it hanging around there? Well, you got it, didn't you? That's right. Great news. I... I now also a part of the COVID club after I always hoped I was uh, invincible. Sure, the here's summer, but the winter's gonna come uh, surely, and with it, uh, surely get some COVID-induced uh, Netflix sessions of amazing movies like the ones we're talking about. It has been rather sad that Gregor is gone, and I had to get someone else in the house, but he did leave a lot of souvenirs behind for me. In fact, far too many, and I had to take eight garbage bags worth of stuff to a local charity, in order to clean up all the things he said he was going to clean up before he left and didn't. But I'm not one to hold a grudge. <laughs> I am not one to hold a grudge. Actually, I will hold a grudge to the day I die, and I'm going to come over to his house and do it to him. Uh, th thank you for being my sexy housemate, uh, Geraldo. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. You're angry, but sexy housemate. But yes. I'll start forgiving you, and here we are back together again. And the movie we're going to be reviewing today is I think destined to become a comedy classic for the ages, with a, a comedian that is loved and revered throughout the world. Rebel Wilson in senior year. <laughs> Aussie Rebel Wilson. Good Aussie Rebel uh, Wilson. Do you think I, this one will will give her the first Oscar nod? Look, I had a look on her IMDb page and she has won quite a lot of awards. So you might be quite surprised. Somehow I am I surprised. Yeah, I was really shocked. I don't think this is going to be one that's going to you know, put her up for an Oscar nomination. But I actually have a little Rebel Wilson story because I always have a story about these things. Honest. I actually had a birthday party with Rebel Wilson. It was my birthday. We decided we'd go and see a comedian and she was playing. And this is in the really early parts of her career. And she came out on stage in a pair of very short shorts with a wig down those shorts that hung down the side of them. And that was the angle for her comedy. And <laughs> this true story. Classy, classy Aussie humour. Comedy gold for Australians. Anyway, she actually put on a pretty good show. I certainly would not have expected that she'd be in Hollywood still making headlines, you know, what, 15, 20 years later. But she is. Now, Gregor, would you like to give us a quick synopsis about this complex, nuanced film? <laughs> so this uh, movie is by a... Um famous German um, art filmmaker called Werner von Herzog. 
No, I'm uh, just kidding. This movie <laughs> is by... Uh... <laughs> Who the hell is that? Listen, I have to add, it was uh, Jared's idea. But of course, I loved uh, watching this uh, amazing straight-to-Netflix uh, masterpiece, Senior Year. Basically, the summary on IMDb is a cheerleader stunt gone wrong landed her in a 20-year coma. Now she's 37, newly awake, and ready to live out her high school dream, becoming a prom queen. <laughs> I couldn't have summarized it better. I have to admit, I had really no idea uh, what's the movie about going in. Without that summary, I really liked the first 20 minutes. I was like, what the hell is going on? And where's Rebel Wilson? The less you know, I guess, the more of an exciting time you're going to have. It was an odd sort of film because it's like a 90s film, but not as successful as most of those sort of films in the 90s. It was quite strange. It was like a throwback. Yeah. Without the charm, it was kind of, I just kind of thought it didn't really hit. I think she's a difficult actress to place. I don't think they've really hit the right role for her yet. Like she's been in a few leading roles and none of them have really kind of caught fire. But I do think she does have talent. You know, she's certainly got a talent for keeping her name in the press, that's for sure. Like, she's got a great publicist. I think her latest thing is, is she's lost a lot of weight and started a relationship with a woman, and that seems to be getting her a lot of publicity. It's a shame that they just can't quite find the right roles for her. While this is okay, it's certainly not going to be anything that's going to up her game a little bit in Hollywood, I think. I have to agree with you, Sherrod, what you said in the beginning. It, it's not the actress where probably you would have thought 20 years ago when you were uh, around 12 and uh, spending your first night <laughs> I was in, in a, a comedy club. <laughs> that uh, she's going to be still around 20 years oh, later no, making no. Uh, yeah, no, Hollywood no. movies. It's nice to have this atypical career, so to say. I mean, she's uh, from Australia, first of all. I mean, who wants to real cast name, that? Her real name's Melanie Brown. Oh, I didn't even know that's not yeah, that. She's, no, she changed her name. You know? She also lied about her age a bit because I remember I went and saw her and then you'd hear how old she was and I was like, there's no way she's that young. So, oh, yeah, she lied about her age. Yeah, right? she got busted for it. Um, but yeah. like, look for her, she was just playing the game, trying to do what she had to do. Yeah, and it's very uh, an atypical character. Not a, of course, not a like grand dame of Hollywood like Kate uh, Blanchett or Tony Collette. I think uh, Hollywood has a real Australian boom at the moment. There are so many great actors coming from there. And then on the other hand, she's also not really a Melissa McCarthy, I find, because now she's had all that transformation. She got skinny all of that and uh, she's hard to hard to put somewhere so uh, good for her it was really i couldn't really put her in the movie in which face is she now is she still a, like a, a raunchy comedian is she trying to become a hollywood beauty quote unquote have you uh, have you noticed the new teeth i was a bit unsettling for me to be honest i certainly did notice the new teeth it's a bit hard to miss them part of the story is you know she's a cheerleader involved in an, an accident and she wakes up, you know, 20 years later in a coma at 37 and she's got hair extensions, lip filler, plucked eyebrows, makeup. <laughs> so I thought that was really strange. Now, it's obviously not a study in realism. It's kind of got some cute 90s references and she talks about things. You're not allowed to say certain things anymore and you... I thought you might like that. <laughs> I thought that was very cute. I thought the movie was the funniest when there was a physical comedy involved. Never fails uh, seeing Rebel Wilson 
jumping out of a driving car in front of the house of her <laughs> I saw that too and thought it was pretty good. It was obviously not her, but it was pretty funny. I must say, I did like that. At the same time, I thought it needed a romance to anchor it. It just seemed to be her doing crazy things and then going to the prom and having a redemption. And in the end of it, everyone's wonderful. And she kisses some guy that had a crush on her. If, like if you've ever seen Never Been Kissed, that was a, another movie with Drew Barrymore. And the romance is at the centre of it. It just gives it more emotional content. I felt this was like a series of skits. It almost played out like a like short YouTube series of, you know, yeah. someone stuck in the 90s, now in, you know, 2022, saying the wrong thing and doing the wrong thing. She did manage to adapt to all the Apple-placed products throughout the movie. And there was quite a lot of those. There's a, it's not light on the product placement. Yes, at one point I was wondering if this is an Apple production. But then I again, I was like, am I watching Apple Plus? Well, it's probably too funny to me on Apple Plus because everything I watch <laughs> on Apple Plus is terrible. <laughs> they are slowly getting better. And I mean, it's about time. I think they have some good shows. Like, I and think. I loves Ted Lasso. Are you watching that? No, I remember that uh, I watched an episode with you when we were still married and living together. And, um... <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's. It's hard to judge from one episode. It, it wasn't too bad, but apparently it gets a really good reputation. Um, Everyone's crazy you, for it. I was really quite surprised. What do you I think? thought it was cute, but not much else. The role of Stephanie, which is played by Rebel Wilson, is also played by a younger actress as well, because obviously there's a 20-year gap. The actress's name, and forgive me if I don't say it correctly, is Anguri Rice. I'm reading from IMDb as we speak. I thought she was a much better actress, and I would have liked yeah. to have seen her carry it through the whole movie did you think that too i just rewatched with my partner the my new partner the uh, new <laughs> spider-man movies yeah, yeah. and uh, she's actually one of the students in high school with peter parker yeah i immediately liked uh, seeing her again because she also plays quite a stuck up a little bit bitchy character in the uh, um, spider-man movies and she's very good in that role. And also in this movie, I found it. She, she did a perfect job. It'll be good, interesting to see where she goes next. One thing, talking about the young actors, when uh, her black friend in the movie, uh, Seth, is a young guy. And he didn't look anything like yeah, the actor. Exactly. Like the older actor it was ridiculous. The adult was completely different to the young actor. Yeah. Also in the mannerism, everything. That was really weird. There are really some some weird decisions with that character when he's young. Also, that he's like always thinking about asking her to go to prom with him. But then she has a boyfriend, like uh, the young uh, Stephanie, the young Rebel Wilson character. They make it up like it's this big, oh my God, he just should have asked her to prom. But it's like, wait, but she has a boyfriend. And he I was don't, like I... prom king, a really good looking guy. So it's yeah. like, no chance. <laughs> Talking about the transition from young to adult, did you feel as well that most of the characters looked way better as uh, adults than what you would have expected when they were teenager? Except Rebel Wilson, unfortunately. I had a bit, a bit of a hard time working out who was who a bit. The best friend that became the principal, like, I thought she was married to Rebel's father for one thing. I, was like, <laughs> I thought so too in the beginning, yeah. Yeah, I thought, are they married now? But they're not. I saw the the choice they made casting um, Stephanie's, Rebel Wilson's high school boyfriend as an adult character was very weird because he was that cliche quarterback, douchey character when he was a teenager. 
I like the bit the '90s vibe they gave him from the haircut and everything. Yeah, the blonde tips and all that stuff. That was nicely done. But there was yeah, that- but he would he would be totally that guy who just I don't know becomes father with 20s and um, then just becomes this fat beer drinking uh, football watching dad, and he just looks super handsome 20 years later. It's yeah, he looks like a model. A like weird decision. Everybody. There's also a guest appearance by someone this year that you might recognize from 90s movies, yeah. Alicia Silverstone, in a really depressing yeah. cameo. Like, <laughs> I actually yeah. found it quite awful. I thought it was really artificially thrown in there. She plays a taxi driver who talks to Rebel about how she wishes she'd never become prom queen because she married a guy who left her for someone else and now she's got two jobs and can't make ends meet and she's going to have a career instead. It was just so depressing. Like, yeah, it felt it felt so funny. artificially thrown in. And the character, also, I find she looked uh, nothing like the character she's supposed to be. I mean, she's supposed to be that prom queen who peaked early, who got uh, the perfect house, who got the long blonde hair, probably with extensions and everything, and probably got some fake uh, <laughs> lips and maybe more. And then it's just uh, Alicia Silverstone looking like a completely normal person. That didn't make any sense at all. It was literally like uh, they picked her up 10 minutes before shooting and uh, took like half an hour to shot, shoot this scene. Like I thought her story was a little bit depressing too because it was like, I wish I'd never got married. Instead of saying, I wish I'd married the right person. You know what I mean? It was just like, I wish I'd never got married and I'd had a career. And that's what I'm going to do now. <laughs> like, <we're> like, what? <laughs> Well, we've been sort of slagging it off a fair bit here, but there's actually quite a lot to recommend this. There's The soundtrack is extremely 90s. If you're around in the 90s, you'll certainly know this soundtrack. And they have like a few crazy dance sequences and it ends in a graduation where there's a, a group dance sequence. So it's terribly unrealistic and everyone's choreographed. But I think <laughs> my definitely graduation rebel, not... wasn't like that, I can tell you. but And it's definitely rebel dancing, not a stunt, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a few bits where you can see they're kind of you know, trying to edit around rebels dancing skills. Like to a younger audience, I think it's quite feel good. It's, it's easy to watch. It looks good. It's one of those films where you won't be necessarily entertained, but you won't be bored either. Sort of treads a thin line between being not that good, but good enough. It's a typical Netflix movie in a negative, but in a positive way. I saw it. It was okay. It's something to watch in the background. You're not going to be offended by it. You, you'll you have some laughs. It's a high production value. It looks very good. Yeah, it does. There's money in it. You can see it. But in the end, it's like many Netflix movies, it's missing its corners and edges. You were you were mentioning before, the they hint a little bit on, oh, we are much more um, politically correct, sensitive now, interested in other topics, like instead of cheerleading, they do like expressive dance, which is about saving the planet and things like that. So very obvious jokes. But I feel like they are very soft. They could have gone, I find, further. Like the, the humor is very, very soft around the edges. You know what I mean? Even though Rebel specializes in that kind of crude, offensive humor, they weren't willing to yeah. take that far. But at the same time, it wasn't a really a soft family feel-good humor either. A little bit crude, but not that crude. And a little bit family, but not completely family. And a little bit funny, but not yeah. super funny. But I suppose Netflix is trying to make, you know, they've been losing money, so they obviously want to make a product that appeals to a lot of people. And I don't think a lot of people would think it was amazing, but I don't think they think it's absolutely terrible either. So for me, if I had to give it a Sternen rating, I'd give it a oh, three out of five. 
I mean, you are an Aussie, so you have to stick out there for Aussie Rebel Wilson. Oi, oi, oi. And the great Australian humor. Yeah, I think she's trying to get a bit away from that. You know, she's a mature woman now, so it's a bit hard to pull off that clueless bogan Aussie thing. You know, she's just moving into a different territory now because she's been around for a while as well. So it'll be interesting to see what she does next. In fact, yeah. I was reading that what she's doing next is a K-pop movie. I'm just wondering, will that the one be the one that takes her into Oscar territory? I think we'll all have to wait and find out. <laughs> I think that's gonna that's gonna be the one. That's uh, <laughs> that's hard to believe. Hard to believe she's in a K-pop movie, but probably harder to yeah. believe that it'll be an Oscar winner. To to give uh, my stern rating as well. To be honest, it's been so long I almost uh, forgot what uh, stars called in German. But uh, yes, it's a rating out of five stern, and I would give it. Two out of uh, five Sterne. Oh, harsh crowd, harsh crowd. Thank you for joining us on this slightly longer episode that will take me a long time to edit. And we've got a few different little ideas that we're hoping to throw in and become a bit more regular with our production in our dream of podcasting fame. Even more regular, Cheryl. You mean more than once a year? <laughs> once every six months. Well, it's taken us a while to get here, but I think we're both at a place where we want to do this there's some changes coming here and we've certainly got some ideas because we've got exciting, exciting things happening amazing thank you very much and we'll look forward to your company in the next episode of a german in copenhagen and a catholic in australia go to a movie bye bye